1: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. A man who needs absolutely no introduction, Luke O'Neill, enjoying his biscuits. Happy lunchtime. How are you?
0: Thanks very much, <laughs> I've only come here for the biscuits. That's the main yeah, reason. I drag well, you out no. on your
1: lunch break. Luke, I'm annoyed. I think that you yeah. lied to me.
0: What did I say to you?
1: Well, you told us all. Well, no, the government, everyone told us all that if we got vaccinated, there would be no more lockdowns because the vaccinations would stop hospitalizations and death. And that is happening. There is less people in hospital and there is less people dying. Why are we still in lockdown or why are we not opening up?
0: The dreaded Delta.
1: Yeah, but Delta. Sadly,
0: it's, it's changed slightly, I think. Um,
1: but people aren't dying.
0: I think it's overcautious. Well, I thought that was probably too strong a word. There's still caution, let's put it that way, right? So, so we know that um, the Delta is more transmissible, less people in hospital, absolute. Probably 90% decrease in that, which is great.
1: But that's the point. Otherwise. The, the last
0: remaining word is the dreaded long COVID. So if you have a lot of people infected, they, might, they won't end up in hospital, they might end up um, having severe disease. But the question is how many would have long term symptoms. And that's in the back of their minds at the moment. And the trouble with that is it's very hard to measure. And quantify, it's not a bit of an unknown, you know. But we no, there's no question we're going to move back, remember, slowly but surely, that the next step in this process will be the living with COVID phase of this. It's not going to go away, you know. We because have to there's
1: going to be Delta, Ypsilon, yeah. Zeta, the, like they're just going to go
0: on. That's right. There's more variants for definite and we can we can anticipate them. And there's good news that the vaccines work against the variants, thankfully. So our la- one of our last concerns is an even more malign variant that might break through more. And that's an unknown and it's almost impossible to predict. And we can be a bit optimistic that the vaccines will even work against that, you know. But this phase of it, until we get massive, it's true we will come out of it when we get 80% vaccinated. Then we have to do what we had said we were going to do. You know, we're just not quite there yet, is, is the answer to the question.
1: Are 80% vaccinated in the UK? Because Boris Johnson said yesterday, now I don't know when this podcast is coming out, hopefully soon. But uh, he said yesterday, just, this is it, it's over, take off your masks, yeah. we're done.
0: That's a strange one. I think myself personally at this stage because they haven't achieved 80% yet. They seem to be just prepared to let people get infected in their droves. And because people are young, they do well anyway. And is that a risk worth taking, you might say? Again, in the back of my mind is long COVID because young people get that. And it's as if, I think they predicted yesterday, uh, 100,000 cases a day, maybe, in the end of July. That's if, a lot of people being infected. Now, they might end up in hospital, remember, as we just said, because they're young mainly, or vaccinated. But we still don't fully know what, what, what that will do. So, so I, I still think we need a bit, a bit of measured response. And the WHO said this as well. They didn't name the UK, but they said some countries are, are going a bit too fast. So okay. I'm talking about a month or two now, no more than that. Once you get to 80% vaccination, fully vaccinated, that's a different scenario entirely because then you're protecting the people against infection you see. So it's obvious in a sense that that's the goal. Still, it remains the goal.
1: And then what about the, like, how are they going to manage, now this is a kind of a, not a COVID question, but the, the the travel situation. Like if we are, if Delta is spreading around the place and we're allowed to travel, and not quarantine. Like are, when is the quarantine going to be over?
0: Well, we know, again, you've got to look at what the vaccines do. So, so the latest data would be if you're vaccinated. Uh, you have a low risk of getting infected, first of all. It's still there, though. The, the Infection can happen in vaccinated people. You have a very low risk of developing severe disease. That's the really good news. Yeah. So let's say you get a mild infection with not many symptoms. The question is, can you spread that on to someone else? At least 60% decrease in transmission, which is a really high number in the vaccine world, by the way. You're more than having the chance of you giving it to someone else. Even if you give it to someone else, it'll be low dose. Because the, your immune system is keeping it at bay in your body, you know. And then the person who gets infected off you is very likely to do well because they're not picking up a huge dose of virus. So for all those reasons, then, we should be able to travel. If you get infected, you won't get really sick and you will be less likely to spread it. And we have to get to that point. We get, if we're too... Cur- See, it's not about being extre- extreme caution will keep but us locked like down forever. I feel they're being
1: extremely cautious they're, they're,
0: I think they're being a bit overcautious now. I must say myself. I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting to the view. <laughs> not that I'd be on the streets marching now. But uh, the paternalistic thing will begin to annoy you eventually. Yeah. And and public health doctors, you have to respect them to some extent. They want to protect us. They're 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 like your teenager and your parent telling you not to do certain things in a way. And you're going, I have a right to choose if I want to go with these friends here or... Do whatever the hell I like, you know. And the parents are going, "Well, hang on a minute, you know, it's kind of at that phase at the moment, you know. We're, 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 we've probably reached the age of twenty. That's it yeah. that way. If it's the equivalent, do you listen to your mother at twenty? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. On you know, certain
1: kind of, things, but like eventually, certainly. you're like, oh, let me just make the mistake myself. Then, like this will happen at Christmas. At least let us make the mistake. We
0: have to go back to personal responsibility. And I think in the end, obviously, because it applies to everything to do with health, doesn't it? It's, it's your resp- If you choose to do certain if things, you like choose us, to smoke. The trouble is, you're not harming someone else though by you smoking necessarily. You know, see, so your decisions can affect other people, which is why the lockdown was there. I mean, it was imposed on us because your activity might harm someone else. Yes. you see. So that's why we had to have a bit of that. But eventually, you'd hope people would. Responsible, is most of us, so some won't, and that's society. You, you can't, you can't, you know, ensure everybody behaves themselves either. You know,
1: so they're going to send out these vaccine passports now.
0: They are indeed. in the post. That's great, brilliant. Have you been vaccinated? I have fully vaccinated. Yes, I'm now get? fully bulletproof. I've had tech Pfizer. Sadly, how did you get Pfizer? Why? Just, they why? Gave is that it sadly, me. well, because they're going to say so someone said to me, Emily, I was in the independent getting vaccinated, and someone, emailed, Luke. You should have purposely asked for AstraZeneca, take a bullet for the team, kind of thing. All you know, oh, right. <laughs> and I said, well, they didn't give me the option of AstraZeneca. I would have taken it, by the way. Did you have any side effects? I felt a bit rough. I did. Yes. On one or two. Second one, especially. Actually, I I'm getting number two. Rough day two on Friday. I had to stay in bed the next day, uh, so I did feel a bit rough. But it's fine though. After twelve hours, yeah, yeah it resolved, Did you have any
1: r- side effects on the first one?
0: Less interestingly. It's very variable. As you know, every human is different. Yeah. Our immune, my, my immune system is different to yours, you know, just like we're, we're not clones of each other. So I will respond slightly differently. And every medicine's like that, by the way. You see variation. Some respond to a medicine, some don't. Some have a reaction to a medicine, like penicillin or anything. So, so we know there's this variation in the population simply because we're built, we're built slightly differently.
1: So I've had one Pfizer, right? And since then, the only side effect that I had initially was my arm was killing me. Like really sore And I can deal well with pain So that was the only thing Yeah But since then My periods Have been Bananas Yeah Like it's like very, very, quite heavy, but also very long and then quite light, but just not normal. Is yeah, that?
0: Yeah, there are reports of that. Yeah. And they're looking at it closely because obviously it's a concern and some people have a really severe time of it. Uh, it's not clear what's happening there. I mean, it probably is the vaccine, but we don't know. Not many get it. It is a minority. So why would that be? You know, why, why would you yeah. have that particular feature and, and, and someone else wouldn't? It's a real mystery why that would be. There's no obvious reason why the vaccine would cause that. So it's like it's, a, it's like it's like mystery, you know. It could be many things. Remember, it could, it could be your, your maybe there's something subconscious going on. Maybe your lifestyle changed slightly. You wouldn't even know. You know, there's a lot, a lot of variables there. But the the, the, the bottom line is it, it resolves.
1: Yeah, it and have, like. is there evidence for that it results? There is,
0: yeah, yeah. It isn't a cons- if it was a concern, they'd stop the vaccine, remember. Oh, yeah, okay. Because they're watching every possible consequence of vaccination being so monitored, like, as we saw with the clotting incident, for instance. So if they felt there was anything untoward here, they'd stop it, look more closely, see if there's a basis for it, you know. Um, but it's a mystery. Yeah, that, that's an example of how the dreaded unknowns. I have to say, there's, unknowns,
1: there's part of me that feels like if it was an issue with men, We'd be taking it a bit more seriously. Well, absolutely, you may
0: well do. It's, that's not a bad point. Yeah. You, like, I do case, think yeah. that it's just
1: like, oh, it's fine. It's just in your mind. No, it's not in my mind. My oh, cycle no. is the same every 28 days for my entire life. And now it is going bananas. Bananas, it's yeah. It's definitely because of the vaccine. I still, even if I'd known that that would happen, I still would have taken the vaccine. Yeah. I want to yeah. say that very clearly. But I think if it was an issue with men, We'd be taking it more seriously.
0: Well, we've Eimear Cook, who's the head of the EMA. You think she'd be on, on top of this one, in a sense. you know, no, I an Irish, Irish just person. Just more discussion around it. And I think it, you're right. because it's yeah. a period, yeah, people yeah, don't yeah.
1: really talk about it. I think you
0: could be right there, yeah. And again, it's something important, obviously, yeah. you see. So I'm watching, we're all watching that. I've, I've seen reports that's been going on for a few months now.
1: But I know for people, people are like, oh, I'm not going to get it now because it's going to affect my period and it's going to affect my fertility. People have gotten the vaccine, gotten pregnant after the vaccine. The period exactly. thing gets sorted. It's not...
0: Precisely. It's yeah, not there's issue. no evidence of any kind that the vaccines affect fertility. That was looked at closely, remember, as well. Yeah. We've got the, the good news is, is we've got such experience with these vaccines now. There's something like I think it's three billion have had been vaccinated, which is a remarkable yeah. number of people. And they've looked at them, they've monitored them, they're reporting things back and forth. You know, no effect on fertility, no effect if you have a baby, that's fine as well. And in fact antibodies go in the breast milk, which can protect your baby, which is a great bonus to the immune the immune system always have that in it by the way. How do passive you... immunisation which is great you
1: know I've been reading articles about the tests now that are going on with 12 year olds getting vaccinated or like are they called children or yeah young adults, or 12-year-olds. Under 12. 12 12. Or even that
0: age group, yeah, the the teenagers. Getting
1: vaccinated. What's going on there? Well,
0: that's a big debate we're having should we vaccinate them at all. And I'm against vaccinating them at the moment. We we will vaccinate them eventually. But right now, there's developing countries in desperate need of vaccine. I mean, it's just terrifying what's going on in some of those countries. And it's vulnerable people dying there, remember. So why would you vaccinate someone under 18 who's at very low risk of disease? It's benign in that age group effect. Now, there are one or two tragic exceptions which we feel is is really bad obviously enough but by and large it's a benign disease in that age group why would you give someone a medicine or a treatment when the disease doesn't affect them is the question when the supply is so limited and you know there is a reason to do it to get rid of the virus from the community you have to vaccinate children eventually you know but right now countries all over the world are crying out for vaccine COVAX is the organization the WHO have just said on record Tedros has said please don't vaccinate the under 18s Paraphr- I'm paraphrasing him give us your supply because yep. we need to and, and it's a selfish thing as well because first of all the vulnerable there's many people over 60 unvaccinated in developing countries and they're very vulnerable secondly variants will keep cropping up as long as the virus is burning away and one of those could, could come and haunt us yes. so you've got two reasons one is ethical but the second is selfish in a way you know to stop variants cropping up that could, could come and be more malign towards us you see
1: I also heard this interesting thing right so in the UK people were largely given AstraZeneca, okay? And AstraZeneca is approved by the EMA. So they they recognise the vaccine so you can travel around Europe. But a certain batch of people, about half of people in the UK, were given AstraZeneca that was made in India and it was called COVID Shield. Yep. And the EMA does not recognise COVID Shield. So there are some people in the UK who can now not travel because the batch that they were told they were getting AstraZeneca, but the batch that they got was from India and now they can't travel around Europe.
0: That's bad luck. And the reason for that is, remember, the EMA goes to the factory that makes the vaccine, checks it very carefully to make sure everything's in order and there isn't some contaminant or some kind of problem with production. You know, And I suspect they didn't sign off on that factory in India yet. I bet they're doing it, though, by the way, because this will cause. It's the same vaccine, but it's made in a different place.
1: So you think it's 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 forthcoming? Like it's going but to happen down to the, the line? We,
0: it, unless they find something untoward in that factory, you see. And that that's why they're so diligent and they're so careful because it is about production. Like there's always a risk in production of something going wrong or something untoward happening, you know. And that's why the EMA people go into these factories.
1: But surely with travel, this is a pandemic, pan meaning world, globe. We've all been locked, like we've all experienced COVID to some degree. Now we've all been vaccinated. We cannot now start putting you know, international borders on what vaccines we do and do not accept. Otherwise, that's going to be like a whole new world order. Right? That's
0: true. But you've got to make sure that standards are maintained, safety first, all those sorts of things. You know, But if Sinopharm,
1: often. like if the Chinese vaccine and Sputnik is good enough for those countries and that many people have gotten the vaccine and it, and, and it's, Efficacious, we see that the it's not spreading wildly in those countries. Surely we have to accept that they can come to Europe. No, we do.
0: Oh, we do indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what? Why wouldn't you approve that Indian version of AstraZeneca? Because it, it works very well. You see. Yeah. They've just got regulations. See, this is the thing, getting back to paternalism in a way, very strict regulations there that they don't want to breach. In other words, until the the, the woman or the man goes to that factory and signs off on it, we can't allow a product from that factory, is the idea, even though it's probably fine and there's evidence, it's great. But should
1: we not be, like, prioritising someone going to that factory and being like, yeah, that's grand.
0: Absolutely. And I bet it's happening. And I bet uh, the Sputnik is an I- a very interesting one now because that still hasn't been approved in Europe. It's been in millions and millions and millions of people. Huge amount of data. It's a very safe, efficacious vaccine based on all this data, you know. So they've got to approve that soon, I think, in Europe is the prediction. And there's a bit of a, an outcry. That's the way they haven't. And there's a political, we don't want to approve a Russian vaccine. You get the usual, oh, we want to make money off Pfizer, this kind of thing. you know. So yeah. so it's a, it's a tricky one, this, I think, but, but it's, it's a sort of a policy. Thing in a way that you'd worry about but you're quite right though all those vaccines are working so why wouldn't you let people who've been vaccinated be treated it
1: does feel like it others, gets political I mean. and when it gets, it political, gets political I political. get annoyed
0: yeah. well I mean the Ast- I'm reading a great book at the moment there's a book called Vaxers. Yeah. written by Sarah Gilbert, who's the lead person in I Oxford. love
1: it. It's the two women.
0: The two women. Yeah. Catherine Green, precisely. And I, I, I have the, I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing the book. Is that great that they've sent me the
1: book? I saw that on your... I yeah. saw pic, was it the Twitter that you had? I on? did. I sent
0: a picture of them. And they were interviewed at the weekend. And yeah. I thought I'd tweet that out because it's a fantastic story, remember? Tell they, us the story. Well, well, they, well, they say, look, we make a great vaccine. It's really efficacious, and then politics begins to come into it. And Which Ma- one is Macron. Ours? There's Astrazeneca five uh, Oxford. Yeah. Remember Macron made a statement saying, "I don't trust that vaccine." You know, yeah. this is outrageous. And and they felt very low. Can you imagine if you'd done a- achieve something as brilliant as this, and then you get politics coming in? And it? that was uh, so blatantly,
1: blatantly blatantly, yeah, like, absolutely. It we don't awful. like the Brits yeah. at the moment.
0: That's right, exactly. Yeah, and uh, and there's a uh, two Irish connections. Do you want to hear them? They do. So, so Catherine Green was a geneticist who helped make the vaccine. She did a PhD with a guy called Noel Lowndes, who's in Galway. He's a professor of biochemistry in Galway. He's a friend of mine. And I didn't realise, he's, Luke, that's my best PhD student ever. So she did a PhD, and then went to Oxford. And then Theresa Lamb, she was part of that team. She did a PhD in UCD with a guy called Finney and Martin, who I know, and then went to Oxford. And these people are key to that vaccine. Four or five of them as a group, develop those vaccines with all contributing their own little piece of the puzzle. You know, so it's a fantastic achievement. And remember, here's something that was in no arms at all uh, last February 12 months. Half a billion people have the vaccine that those people made. I love the idea of that
1: book. They're saying like, we are, we created the vaccine, but we're just normal people. We are us and not them.
0: And the book is brilliant. They're both working mothers. They talk about getting the kids from school and all the hassle through all this period. You know, they didn't get fed yeah, they properly. they were like trying
1: to homeschool and create a vaccine. That, that, that's
0: right, exactly. Yeah. And, and then when they get the vaccine and they're all overjoyed, they can't celebrate. They, they talk about that a bit, yeah. you know. And, th- and then they just can't get over how successful it's been themselves. Cause, and they say, that Sarah was a very modest person. She hates the limelight. She said as well, um, she hates the notion of role models. She's just against them. And now she's won. This yeah. kind of thing. You know? she, she said um, the biggest thing for her was, uh, should they write a book or not? And they didn't, didn't want to write a book, right? Yeah. Because they wouldn't normally do that. And they wrote it be, to get against the conspiracy theory. And the great line which I tweeted was, uh, We're not them, we're us. You know, in other words, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know? And then this conspiracy stuff is bad. You know? And in fact, Sarah Gilbert herself said she, she wrote the book because of Jenner wrote a book about smallpox when, and he, she follows in his footsteps, basically. You know, again, yeah. to counter the misinformation. You know? Great title, Vaxers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. As in, like, not Vaxers. That, that, uh, maybe they'll get some recompense. They're, they're yeah. on crappy wages in the I university. Can't wait to read it. Yeah, and no, that's really good. It's a fantastic book.
1: Um. So, what else are you reading? Like, what else is going on at the moment with COVID that you're excited about? Not excited about? Noel got his one and done today. He got Janssen.
0: Oh, very good! So Brilliant. Happened. Well, that data was great last week. I mean, every day there's data coming out, as you know. So on Thursday, Janssen or Johnson and Johnson. Isn't it strange they call Johnson and Johnson and Janssen? And Janssen, and Janssen is the Belgian outfit, but they bought Janssen Johnson and Johnson, maybe because of their name. Johnson and Johnson, but and but it's the same company. But they they uh, released data. So one shot, eight months later they took blood from people who had been the single shot eight months ago massive antibodies and T cells in their, in their blood uh, and over time it grew and grew and grew which is brilliant because that was a concern like there's no booster yeah great vaccine I mean and, and then they took blood from those people and they in a, in a lab now it could neutralise all the variants Including epsilon and lambda, there are next two that are coming down the track. You yeah, you are going to so. have to
1: learn the Greek alphabet now, lads. Alpha, yep. beta, gamma, take delta. Take it back to your school days. Delta, delta Del- is Delta is going to be yesterday. Be, apparently, Eps- epsilon, epsilon is next. a thing, is
0: it? Epsilon and lambda, the two next ones to watch for. But do they exist? already? Oh, they do absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lambda was in Peru; that's where it was first described. You know, and they look different to delta. And now they're called variants of interest. They're not yet named as concern because we don't know enough about it. Delta them. is
1: a concern now, though, isn't Delta's it?
0: Delta a VOC, as they call it, because yeah, it spreads more. Concern. They become. Cons Concern if there's evidence they're different, okay. And difference can mean they transmit more readily or they dodge the the vaccine. You see. where has so
1: epsilon they, started, or where is it? I can't.
0: I think it's South America again. I think it was. I think it was Brazil or somewhere. But I it's think. not here yet, is it? it well, uh, lambda's in 29 countries. They're saying. So right. this morning, this is a day by day thing, you know, but the fact that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine could trigger antibodies to neutralise those two new, those two new ones tell us that the variants should be manageable with vaccination. You see,
1: and does uh, like can Pfizer do that too? Oh yeah, oh, and, and they're, they're doing it as all we week
0: actually. Yeah, they're all they're all testing their blood samples now from people who've been vaccinated to test that, uh, and then we and then Israel released really important data this week as well. Now they only had Pfizer. Yeah uh, but it it was a bit troublesome initially because there was a, it, the efficacy dropped to 64% to stop an infection. Okay. With delta. Okay. So what that means is more people will get infected with Delta if they've had the Pfizer vaccine than they would have with Alpha, but more importantly, ninety-four percent protection against hospitalisation and severe disease. So that, that didn't really change. It's just the risk of infection went up slightly. So you if might you get had COVID. Pfizer. You'll get a cold. You'll get you have sniffles and you have a cold. That's what it looks. Oh, can you spread it to people? Well, that's the, this. This is the sixty percent thing you say. As I said earlier, so no, there's a decrease in transmission. So, if well. you've
1: been vaccinated with Pfizer, you could still get the Delta variant. You won't be in hospitalised, probably. You won't be that's severely right. that's ill. That's what all the data says. But you can also spread. You it You might to still people.
0: spread it, but remember, if the vulnerable are vaccinated, they're protected. Okay. Secondly, the dose you spread is lower anyway, so the person you're giving it to will have a less severe disease. That that's the way it looks at the moment, which is really good, and and that's the way most infectious diseases behave anyway. And
1: are see. some of the other vaccines more efficacious against Delta
0: than Pfizer? The, the RNA vaccines are definitely the best. So so if you look at the numbers now, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, they're top of the class. And then AstraZeneca would be next. But it's only a 5 or 6% difference by the way. It's not a right. huge difference, but even still, but like, you'd have to say the RNAs are the Pfizer,
1: best. Pfizer, if Pfizer is the best and it's only 64% efficacious against Delta. Yeah. Then risk of infection. Yeah. Risk yeah. of infection
0: they're all it's same ballpark I mean if you look at these things they're things called confidence intervals and this is what the public don't get and I'm not, I'm not being critical of the public but when I see a number like 95 it's plus or minus 10 Okay, know, and they overlap statistically there isn't a huge difference between them there's a slight difference but it's not huge hence we've been saying from the very start take, take whatever vaccine you're given because they're all pretty equivalent they're certainly equivalent with preventing severe disease so I would predict what will happen is AstraZeneca there is a risk of infection with Delta but again it won't progress into severe disease do we, need, uh, do we
1: know anything about whether you get one shot of Pfizer and you can take your second shot of Astra or yeah.
0: Moderna? Definitely. And in fact, the date is really strong on that as well in the last week or two. So if you have AstraZeneca first, followed by Pfizer, tremendous response. Much better than two AstraZenecas. Now when I say much better, again, it's six, seven, eight percent better. Yes, okay. But still, it's stronger if you give Pfizer as the second shot, which is really good. And that was published in yep. an eminent journal and why NIAC is not responding to those publications and allowing Pfizer to be used as a second shot is a mystery to me because the but evidence is there. AstraZeneca,
1: we have more AstraZeneca. So we why do? would they allow Pfizer? Like what, we just have Astra. So I,
0: I think in vulnerable groups. So, and as a bang in this drum for months now, the over 60s were treated very badly because they're a vulnerable group. You want to give them the best combination. It's mad because imagine.
1: actually my mom got her first Astra And then I got my first Pfizer, but then I got my second. I will get my second Pfizer before she gets hers. It's, they, they've been sort As of I like Falling between the this cracks this morning
0: There was a travesty That the over 60s Aren't fully vaccinated At this stage A travesty Because we're going to have weeks You know yeah. And there's a new variant That we know is more transmissible There should have been Absolute rollout of Pfizer For the over 60s And don't worry about There's lots of vaccines I, I mean you, you saw what happened With the over 18s Can get Johnson & Johnson Now anyway You know yeah. I'd open up all the vaccines To the over 18s Any of them Yeah and I'd give the vulnerable the Pfizer, Pfizer after AstraZeneca. They're at more risk than the younger people, obviously, of disease. So that justifies using yeah. Pfizer as a second shot for the over 50s, Can 60s. you take
1: Astra as a second shot after Pfizer?
0: You can, and that was actually less efficacious, strangely. It looked like slightly less efficacy there. So the, less the, the,
1: efficacious than 2-Pfizer. Yeah, than
0: 2-Pfizer. Or oh, 2-Pfizer's really good, by the way. If, if you listed them, the best now is AstraZeneca followed by Pfizer. Second is two Pfizer and third is AstraZeneca, but they're all really good if you know what I mean. Yeah. But but the rank order would be in that way it looks like at the moment. So it's really. And then the other thing to say would be this: they're going to be behind the curve anyway. We will give the RNA vaccines as the booster in the in the winter to vulnerable people anyway. That, I bet that'll be the instruction: don't give AstraZeneca as a second as a booster shot. That's the third shot now I'm talking about. Oh you
1: know? right, okay. It makes
0: real sense to give the RNA vaccines as the third shot as a booster because it'll got a huge response, and especially if Lambda and Epsilon are cropping up. Because you want to give the best weaponry against those variants for definitely you see. So that, that's but what's going to happen.
1: Is is the hope. future that we open up because we are vaccinated enough, but that lambda, epsilon, zeta, theta, eta, kappa, lambda, me, like the whole Greek alphabet keeps coming. Yep, And this is it for the rest of our lives.
0: Well, the prediction is as follows. No, it could be wrong. We'll, have to, we'll play this back in a year. Yeah, okay. So uh, once we have mass vaccination, that's obviously tremendous. We get to the winter time. We will have the odd outbreak of this disease from time to time. Just like we get outbreaks of flu or measles or whatever it is. It breaks through occasionally. It'll break through in an unvaccinated group. And there might be some people not vaccinated. It might break through in the fully vaccinated if they get a massive dose. And now they're getting really sick. You see, that'll happen. And there will be trolleys in hospitals in Ireland. With, some someone have flu. Some have COVID-19. And we like any other infectious disease, we treat it. But every so we winter.
1: Don't, we don't PPE. We don't put them in an isolated no. room. No.
0: Every winter, we will give booster shots to the vulnerable just like we do with flu because that will decrease their risk of getting really sick should they get infected Will we lock people down?
1: Like will we be like this is
0: Unless a really nasty variant crops up that really breaks through the vaccines then you're looking at possibly going backwards you know because if, if the hospital numbers go up again
1: Is there any variant of interest at the moment that could possibly become that breakthrough one?
0: There are lots of variants out there and we don't know enough about them. So there's a risk that one might, but it's impossible to measure that risk. It's a low risk, though, I would say. And, it's, and you shouldn't be keeping, this shouldn't be keeping us awake at night. That's what I And we're aware of it and you can prepare for it. And we know we can make a new vaccine very quickly. If the worst comes to the worst and the worst version of COVID ever erupts somewhere... Within 100 days, we'll have a vaccination campaign lined up to protect people, which is good. Now, it does push things back is the annoying part. But, um, but it's, it's, in other words, it's not going to kill us yeah. in the long run. We'll have ways to deal with it.
1: Take another biscuit while I ask you this question. I will. When I spoke to you about this first, you and I laughed at the nonsense idea that this was created in a lab. We were fully sure, quite arrogant, that this was definitely from a wet market in Wuhan, probably from a bat, went no. into a pig. And now it's looking like, actually, maybe this might have come from a lab and been humanly constructed. I'm, I'm a great
0: politician. I'd like to just go over what I said before and, and, and correct that. I think what we said was it wasn't man-made. Okay, In other words, it wasn't engineered Right, like a James Bond villain. In a lab in Wuhan to destroy the world. That's not okay. the case. We're definitely, not definitely, we're 99%. No, science can never be different. We're pretty sure that's the case. Now, the question then is, it came from a bat. It was the bat in a lab or a sample from a bat in the lab in an accident. Okay. The technician dropped the test tube, say, right? That's, so that's, what that's you're a saying is that this
1: wasn't like a planned pandemic. No. Like nobody was like, I'm going to release this. But Unlikely. what could have happened is that this was being examined or created or something in a lab. Yeah. And a mistake happened mistake where happened. it got into a person. Exactly. And the person then.
0: There's a possibility of that. We can't rule that out. Uh, it's unlikely because these labs are very careful. The people aren't stupid. They're working with dangerous pathogens all the time. This, this is called P3 in the jargon. Fully suited up, you know. Very careful. So the chance of an accident is low, you know. So again, are our, people our, investigating our likely, this though? It's very hard to find that out. Because they've gone into China and the WHO went in and, and and they can't find everything they want, you know, and so it's a bit difficult to show hidden. that for a definite. They've covered their well. Tracks. You can be a conspiracy theorist and say they blew the lab up and killed all the people. That's I'm not saying that happened now, but but there's these rumors, you know, and and um. Well, I, is I, the
1: lab still there?
0: Uh, it was it was scrubbed clean apparently, okay. right? And the, and there's records, but not enough records that that's given rise to this unease. So, but, but the that American, is weird.
1: Come on, admit that that's weird.
0: It does seem odd, for definite. The US government wants full accountability in China. They're asking the Chinese, give us all the records. Yeah. Give us all the records of people in hospital. See, what's caused a bit of unease is three people from that lab ended up in hospital in November before this ever kicked off in 2019 with symptoms of COVID. And now they're wondering, did they actually have COVID, those three people? And they're in that lab. And if that's true, then that could be they got infected by their an accident. patient X, uh, their y and, Z patient X, yeah. and the, the thing is, is evidence, there's evidence not enough evidence to suggest any of this has is, is happened by the way but and and i i would predict we'll never know it'll be very hard to prove any of this. See, I
1: just think that full transparency is always the best option like absolutely This happened. We dropped this test tube, I breathed yep. it in, I got infected. Sorry about that lads yep, this might may a culpa, but when they start scrubbing down things and burning records and, but it also gives credence to the people out there who are like this is a pandemic this isn't real the vaccine is a microchip you know and it's really hard to count to to like put that nonsense to bed if you can't say actually here is the evidence
0: it turns scientifically it's actually very hard to trace a virus to an animal source I mean even with MERS and SARS they thought MERS was from a camel. It was hard to prove that in the end. You know, the, the, it's suggestive that it's that's the It's kind of case. going into the but DNA. But it's not definitive. You know? What right. you're looking for is a, a relative of the virus that infects us that's really close to the one that's infected us, basically. And that our, our one could be descended from that. Or they could have a common ancestor, they like could virus two, you know. Okay. And the, the closest in a bat is 96% identical. And that's the closest they found. They may find one in the pangolin that's 99% identical, you see, for example. And then it went through the pangolin and then got to us. Because obviously the virus has to change a bit, you see, to muta- become a variant effectively. Um, it looks like it was in the bat, a variant emerges, that a change that is more infectious to us now, whereas the previous one wasn't. And then it jumped into one of us, a human, and the human began to spread it. You know, A number of things have to happen to allow a pandemic. It, it's, it's, it's a very unlikely process. Because whoever got infected had a massive dose, yeah. didn't isolate, Infected their wife or their husband or their wherever it was, and that person has have a massive dose as well, and they had to infect others. Then it begins to spread. You know, so it's, it's really hard to imagine that. Like that, it's amazing. All it's a single of the person, things that yeah. has
1: happened has come from one single. It's like, human like the movie being. contagion. You know, that, that I watched this that very movie. carefully. That's a really good uh, rendition of it. During the pandemic, you know? and I yeah. thought that it was gas to be yeah. watching it, and then it's like actually this isn't funny at all. I know.
0: <laughs> well, it's important to find this out because we don't want it happening again. Well, if, in a if way, it, if it came from the wild, that's a worry. Because they cook from the wild again, you know. There's a the risk of the wild bats infecting us. If it was accident in a lab, that's a sporadic, random event. That that would that would make you less concerned. Actually, if, if if it was proven to be an accident in a lab, in other words, all the labs should look at their safety protocols now to make sure that there's other accident.
1: S- only you can find that. You can find this to find a positive yeah, in that. You have to. You see yeah, what I'm saying. your positivity important. is contagious. Luke, anything else we need to know? What do we need to look I think out the for? Two,
0: the two most, well, the three things I would say now are Wash this. your hands. Wash <laughs> your hands. Um, we need to begin to get back to the way things were. What I'm talking about is they should reopen indoor hospitality with good ventilation and good mitigation measures and probably antigen testing as well, and the vaccination. Campaign. I'm
1: not even going to get into antigen testing because I'm no, sick of hearing No, we going not get into that. Yeah.
0: So, so I, think, I think we have to, I'd like to know from the government, give us the direct, simple plan to live with this virus. How are we going to live with it? Because it'll never go away, really. Variants will crop up. What's the plan to live with it? And it means good ventilation is 90% of it. I'll tell you that much now at this stage. We know so much about the virus. At this, We've had a year and a half studying it. It's spread by infected air, yeah. not surfaces, right? So it's, on, it, it's in the air. If this we didn't w- know that,
1: hang on. We thought that it was on surfaces, didn't we? We did
0: initially, like the flu is mainly surface based, you see. Right. All, all the mitigation measures stop the flu spreading, you see. Yeah, so
1: while we haven't um, had a huge flu season. That's right. Too.
0: So we know it's in the air now for definite. We know ventilation has a massive mitigating effect, dilutes out. So, so in the winter, we've got to make sure there's good ventilation in the schools. Now it's happening. They're putting CO2 monitors in schools now, I saw the Department of Education, because that, that, that senses the stagnant air, you see, which is great. Yeah. A little alarm goes off, open the door and the window quick kind of thing. So, so, so ventilation first and foremost and secondly, get ready for boosters in the vulnerable and that campaign should begin in November and they should be giving booster shots to everybody over 60 potentially and it's, it's an RNA this, vaccine.
1: Do you think it's going to be like go to local croak Park Yeah.
0: Or your GP, no GP or GPs your your your, your pharmacy. Yeah, they can do it easily enough. So that that's where you'll go for your booster and that will give you great protection. It'll 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 sustain the protection you've had and it'll stop any risk of variants making you really sick. So so I predict in the winter ventilation and boosters will be the two key issues. The last one then is the travel issue. Well no the other two issues will be big crowds gathering. We want that we want the electric picnic back, no, we don't we tell really as well? So we gotta bring those back. <laughs> Yep. and that has to be antigen testing for definite Yeah, combined with hopefully I wouldn't be making vaccines essential for these things that mandating vaccines is a big negative never do that never coerce people to be vaccinated it's terrible uh, so it would be antigen testing po- a positive a negative PCR perhaps certainly um, vaccination is a great thing to have in your search isn't it That's us face it. that should allow these big events to come back we may have controls on numbers still just to be on the safe side but still that comes back and then lastly travel anywhere in the world wouldn't you love to go to wherever you want to go around the world that's a way, that's, that's a distance away but we have to plan for that as well and that will again involve the travel certificate has to be part of that and then finally personal responsibility has to come back into this in the end and that we make decisions for ourselves ultimately and we move away from paternalism in a sense as it's called because we have to take responsibility I think in the, in the long run
1: Thank you so much Luke O'Neill as ever so useful for those of you who are head stuffed plus members luke is going to stay on and do some bonus material with us so head on over and if you want to become a headstuff plus member you can do so at headstuffpodcast.com it's five euro a month we are produced by the headstuff podcast network our music is by only ruin our graphic design is by kahalo our producer is alan bennett and see you again next week